The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. So me and my dad do a podcast. <clears throat> I mean, my dad and I. Better. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dad and I podcast. The podcast that dares to ask the question, can a dad be cool? No. And even asking that question. It's stupid. Yes, there he is. Paul, welcome. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Memphis' fourth best podcast. With us, as always, is our award-winning producer, Gil. Hello, hello. Gil, Gil, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Oh, well, you know, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Paul. What's going on? What's happening out there? School's out tomorrow. Yeah, it's really nice. So how has your quarantine school been going? Uh, it's pretty boring, and I don't think anyone really cares anymore. But, <laughs> you know, it's been nice. I only have to go to, like, three classes a day now because everyone yep. has fun. And I haven't had to, like, do anything hard, so it's been fun. Yeah, and, I mean, we're looking at straight A's for the semester, right? Almost. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, so this has been awesome as a as far as laying in bed while you're in class. Oh, it's been great. And getting good grades. This has been uh, incredible. Yeah, it's been really nice. <laughs> uh, anything else? What's look? What's going on this summer, Paul? You're out of school tomorrow. What does the summer look like? Well, I'm trying to go to camp, but you know, I really hope that happens. Well, you're working at camp. You're going to CIT this year. And I'll probably go see my friends if I can. But, you know, that's probably not going to happen for a while. Uh, Are your friends here or? Here. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been getting together, socially distanced at the park and stuff like that, right? Yeah. We're doing that tomorrow. So I'll be doing So we've been able to do that. We are are cautiously... uh, getting into the reopening I, I went to the grocery store for the first time in eight weeks yesterday and it was quite the adventure um look at you got some taquitos yeah sort of the 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 thing that we've been missing out on is the taquitos for sure yeah so we now, haven't had it in like two weeks <laughs> so i dared i dared the grocery store uh to get you some taquitos so if that's not a heroic you dared dad, them i don't know yeah, I, I I I put the mask on, I put the gloves on, all in the all in the hopes of being able to get you some taquitos. So, so I guess um, I bet some, you won't give me some taquitos. I bet you I feel like some taquitos kudos are uh, in uh, in line. All right. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> come on, taquitos kudos. Come on, that's a that's a that's a good one. That's a Stop. Good one. All right. From when Paul tells me to stop, that must mean it's time to get into segments. So let's do uh, that. Boy is gifted. That boy is good. As our regular listeners know, this is usually when we do uh, what's popping pee. But as Paul has made very clearly, hardly anything is popping in quarantine. So we are going to skip that segment. Soon to return, hopefully, uh, to to its popping ways. But there are plenty of things that we want, plenty of things that we could give as gifts. Uh, what are, uh, what are you, uh, what's out there, Paul? What's, what's gifting? What, what, what should we get for a, a teenager these days? 
Well, I was just going to say what I've bought so far. Yes. Which has been, it's been, I haven't like, you know, online shopped this much ever. It's been pretty nice, but I spent like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh, so I bought an Eno, which is a hammock, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like really strong and you can just put it on trees anywhere or anywhere that has like two places to hold stuff on. And yeah, so if you're looking for like an outdoor hang mm -hmm. uh, with your buddies in a park, then having sort of a portable hammock that's easy to put up is a good thing. It's really nice. And I'm going to need it for camp if I go. So it's kind of something I needed to buy anyway. Yeah, it kind of pays for itself. Yeah. And then, so uh, what what do you have to get for the Eno to work though? There's a couple of things. You yeah, you have to buy the straps with it, which is like an extra 20 bucks. So they kind of get you on that one. But, you know, it, the straps are what like hold everything up, you know? All right. So you if buy they, the, if you, if you buy the, the hammock by itself, you can, you can, but it's going to be like, you have to find things that are like within six feet apart to work. Uh -huh. It adds like an extra nine feet. If you add the, uh -huh. also, it doesn't hold up as well if you don't use the straps. So pro tip, if you're going to do the Eno, like, get, if, get you the have, if you don't have the straps, you, there's carabiners on each end of the hammock, mm -hmm. but you have to like have hooks to hang it on. Okay. You have to like install hooks somewhere. But with this, with the strap is going to wrap it around stuff. You know, oh, you know. I got you. Yeah, so yeah. there's, without the straps, there's some hardware that's involved. Yeah, you'd have to like do a renovation on your house. <laughs> All right. Okay, what else? My friend actually did that. He put in like hooks on his front porch so he could just sit in his, you know. What about hooks in your room? Should we just get rid of your bed and go full hammock in the room? Yeah. Or, or um, we get rid of the bed. We can definitely put some hooks in here. So you could like hover over your bed in your hammock? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Let's look, let's look into it. All right, cool. Um, all right, what else? You bought a hammock, what else? I bought a Braves hat. Oh, yes. Because I don't know, I want a Braves hat. I mean, I don't want to body shame anyone. Uh, I feel like, you know, we both can talk honestly about our issues. Um, yeah. We we are uh, big headed people. True. <laughs> are we are we okay to saying that we can accept that, that about ourselves? Yeah. I accept it. Gil, is that something you've noticed about Paul and I? Is that uh, well, we you are, know, I've got yeah, a pretty big, big, head. big and fat our heads are. <laughs> I have, well, yeah. a pretty, I have a big head too and i've given my kids a big head like all of the like owen and nora both have big you know thick heads which is like good because you know they don't get hurt you know when they fall over when they're riding their bike i'm not scared yeah but they tend to fall over a lot more don't you think because they're 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 There's top heavy. The bobblehead effect, yes. <laughs> what about okay? So, what size Braves hat are you sporting there, uh, Gil? If you're getting a fitted cap, what are you looking for? Man, it's been so long since I've bought like a fitted cap. I can't remember what it was, but I want to say that it is it like eight something. Eight is like the largest. The I think largest size. Oh, yeah. And I'm probably somewhere in seven. Yeah. So we we you know. Typically, you would to, to buy a hat, you would go to the lids 
or uh, or something like that and try on a hat. But obviously in this online community, uh, we had to break out the tape measure uh, and all that. So I think, what did we go with, Paul? A seven and seven eighths or a seven and eight? Eight seven and seven eighths, yeah. Yeah, so we didn't go full eight, but... We saved that. It's big head. It's big headed. All right, so Braves hat, what else? Uh, I bought a bunch of records and CDs and stuff. Ooh. So what, what's the latest purchases for the, the collection? I bought a lot of stuff. I bought uh, the Glow Part 2, which is now second in my rankings of the records that I have. Uh, the Glow or the Globe? The Glow. The Glow. And who is that by? The Microphones. The Microphones. And what is your theory on the microphones? Tell me. Uh, well, that album has become like the the rival of In the Airplane of the Sea for like what in that conversation of what like type of like what is the best of those type of albums? And I am firmly choosing my side as the Glow Part Two. Wow. You know, new, neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. Is it is the Glow Part Two Neutral Milk Hotel? No, but they. Okay. The glow part two is the microphones, but they're in the, that same kind of category of like revolutionary, like indie rock music. Yeah. Also like, like lo-fi, you know, indie rock stuff. Okay. And like, it's, it's become like, Oh, you like, uh, in the airplane of the sea mainstreamer, you know, <laughs> all the cool kids are into the microphones. All the cool kids listen to, uh, my roots are strong and deep. Okay. <laughs> and that's the glow. Yeah, that's one of the songs on it. So, are they contemporaries? Do they come out at the same time, or is that is that uh, was in the airplane of the sea in '96? I don't know. I might be. I might be way off on that. '98 in the glow. Part, was it '98? '98 in the glow part two. Hold on, let me find it. The glow. So in in the glow part two is 2001. Yeah. So a few years after, yeah, kind of in the kind of in the same area. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, all I've right. Never, so I've you, never listened to the microphones. It's a really listen to that album. It's really good. I'll check it out. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Twenty years later, listen to the microphones. Yeah. All right, Paul. And, and what else? What else did you buy? Uh, I think I bought Finally Rich, which is a Chief Keef album. And, Chief Keef? Uh, Liquid Swords. And... Who's that by? Jizza. Jizza by Liquid Swords, okay. No. From, from Wu-Tang. Liquid Swords by? The Jizza. Okay. <laughs> from Wu-Tang. Okay, but you have to say okay, <laughs> say the title and then the artist. Do you know who that is? Sure, I guess. I don't okay. know. Right. GDA, you mean? Like that's GZA, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anything else in your recent purchases you want to you want to say? Um, I think I have like a bunch more of them. I'm just not thinking of them right now. All right. So the collection is growing. And when we get straight A's, we get uh, we get a couple more albums. So yeah. you're going to be adding some stuff to that. Yeah, I'm so sorry. that's exciting. All right, next up, we got beef. Beef. It's what's for dinner. 
And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying we have sort of a mild beef. What do you uh, say, Paul? Is uh, this a a uh, uh, um, uh, lukewarm beef? I'm not as I'm not beefing as much as you're beefing. I'm not beefing. I'm like, you're not beefing about this. I am irked. So it's, not, it's not like a rare beef. It's like a like a midwell or like a medium rare. It's a free sample. It's more like a it's like a tartar. Like it's uh, lo, low heat uh, free sample beef. Yeah, let's do that. A little free uh, a uh, an Amaz bouche. It's like what you uh, get. Like so, you pass around like an appetizer on the table, and you got a little piece. Like that's yeah, it's like a, a steakum. Yeah, like something like that. So. Uh, our local alternative paper is the uh, Memphis Flyer. Uh, those of those local know uh, if you're in Nashville, it's something like the uh, Nashville Scene. If you're in uh, Boston, yeah. think the Boston Phoenix. Uh, if you are Orlando, it's Orlando Weekly. Uh, if you're in Germany, it's the Das Stuttgart. I don't know if that's right, but the uh, so what? Our, <laughs> I was riffing. Give it to me. That uh, like so, a, that's a vaguely like a. Raj from Men and Blazers type riff. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah. So we did an article in the Memphis Flyer. Do you want to discuss, Paul? Um. So we. It was the guy called us. Chris McCoy, Chris film McCoy. reviewer for the Memphis. Flyer. Was like, we're let's watch the movie. We're gonna hang up. We're gonna press play, and then we're gonna call and one we're, and we're gonna watch. Uh, hold on, Blade Runner. All right. <laughs> Yes. So, so rewatch segment. The article was let's watch something you've never seen before. Yeah. Right. And neither of us had seen Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So he asked. He asked us to watch it with him. Yes. And then. So I. That's our opinion. I said it was good. It was really good. I don't think I heard really good. I probably said pretty good. Yeah. Or good, even. You know. Right. And then in the article, the headline said, the verdict is, it's okay. Yeah. Is not even close to, you. like, okay sounds very dismissive. And I'm not dismissive of it. I liked it. It was good. It's like a seven. Okay? (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. But you, you feel like you were misquoted by the media. I was. This is taken out of context. Uh, I mean, yeah. if, if you clearly read the article, I think you you have some good things to say about it. But in the end, he does say, "Do you?" I, I was in the interview. I saw it, and you said it's okay. Now I know, being the father of a teenager, being a father of it's a just, youth, I think youth I probably said it like it's okay, yeah, <laughs> like that. But when you read it in text. What's it sound like? It sounds like, oh, it's okay. I didn't say that. <laughs> but there, that's what I'm saying. They're and different. consistently through the interview, I kept saying, it's good. I yeah. liked it. So, but I would say that when you, you're okay, and, and a lot of people's okay, there's there's different shades. There's different okays. There's it, some, Something can be okay, and something can be okay, right? Heated right now. I'm muted? I'm heated. <laughs> See, I, that's why I thought this was a beef. So maybe it is a beef. Maybe, maybe be, the beef, the the flame has has gotten up a little bit, and now we're. I've talked myself into it. <laughs> so, do you feel uh, is this fake news? Hashtag fake news. 
Is this uh, the the lamestream media? Absolute uh, lamestream media. <laughs> so we are in the media bubble now, and we see how they do. Uh, Chris McCoy, light beef, a steakum, a amaz bouche. Um, but you know, still, when you beef with us, you, you we're beefing with you now. We we, we got beef. Uh, come on the show and defend yourself. I guess is all I can say. Yeah, you're on the uh, list. I'm asking. We got beef. Questions. <laughs> All right, let's talk some basketball. Yeah. Ba, 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 basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. So we are in the time of no sports now, Paul. It's uh, brutal. It is pretty brutal. We've watched a few <laughs> minutes here and there of Korean baseball. It's terrible. It's really bad. Why? What's wrong with Korean baseball? They can't, like, throw above 80 miles an hour. What do you mean? <laughs> like, as, as a rule, or just that's the level of talent we're talking? The talent. They just can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I would imagine if you've got a 90-miler going, even in Korean baseball, <laughs> that the American, the major leagues are going to come calling. Yeah, probably. You're right. So I would imagine maybe it's just a, the level of competition is not where you – so you feel like you notice that you notice that these players are just not as good as as uh, the the bigs the show. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. So uh, Korean baseball isn't doing it for us. So the only thing that we've had sports related to get us excited is the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan ooh, documentary. Gil, your thoughts on the Last Dance? Uh, so good. I mean, it really, I it really makes you, you know, you you. Like I was born in 1986 and I watched basketball early. So, you know, I saw, you know, a little bit of Jordan, you know, flickering out, but then I definitely saw Kobe and I saw Jordan and I mean, Michael or uh, LeBron, sorry, but like Michael Jordan was just like a different, different basketball player. Yeah. And I, I think that that's he one of the things. Definitely was that, a different basketball player. <laughs> he was, as opposed when you talk about LeBron and Kobe, Michael Jordan is individually. He was definitely different. not the same person. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, so I don't think that, that's debatable. Even <laughs> I don't. That's it. End of segment. We've got it. We've got the definitive yeah. word. I just, I just, I just mean, <laughs> I just mean like his commitment to competition. I mean, like I think that like Kobe is the only person that ever would match. Michael Jordan for yeah, competitiveness. Kobe was like always talking about it, you know? Like he was always like, hey, look at me. I'm really competitive and I'm really focused. And Jordan just like did it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think also like Kobe, like Michael Jordan, the stuff that they talk about kind of gave Kobe Bryant the permission to do the things that Kobe, you know, to be that way. Yeah. Yes. Like he was a trailblazer in a sense. Because I was reading an article about Bill Russell and, you know, how Bill Russell was kind of the consummate team player and all of that. But maybe the atmosphere back then wasn't one where you could be an individual in a basketball game. Like if you look at, so I think that Michael Jordan kind of made the, the ultimate team sport into an individual sport in a way that, but yeah, just watching the, the highlights and all of that, uh, did it make you think better of Michael Jordan, Paul worse? What, what do you think? Well, I already thought he was the best, and this kind of like reinforced it, you know. But also, like, I don't know, like, it, it 
all the stuff he did, you know, maybe it's not like the best thing to do, but he, he really, he said like, I didn't ask anyone to do stuff I wasn't willing to do, you know? Well, and it, what's really interesting is he's an old man, right? You're looking at him and he's just an old man sitting, smoking cigars and drinking and, all that. Or something. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> and really, and not really someone that you, but he, he is still has an ax to grind with people. You know, that was what the most unbelievable. Oh yeah. He was. still hates Isaiah Thomas. He, you know, like he, he held on to those. Like again, he, he could find anything to motivate himself and like whatever it was, would be the exact fire he needed to do whatever he needed to do. I mean, it was like, it's, it's crazy, you know? And also this is the most like insane thing. Like it's crazy to watch ESPN and hear Michael Jordan and whoever else, you know, throughout the F word, like it was nothing like, yeah. like they really yeah. gave them, you know, pretty free reign to put out whatever they wanted to. Well, you could, you could turn it to ESPN too, if it was a real problem for you, Gil. I mean, I know you're a sensitive one, but... Uh, oh, I liked it. We watched all the ESPN, too. <laughs> but also, I think the music was great, Paul. What did you th- That was one thing that came up. Uh, no, I, it was fine, I guess. It was fine? It was just like... I, it's not what I'm paying attention to, because when the, you hear like a track kick in, it's like, oh, we're going to watch Scotty and Mike just like dunk on people for three minutes. Yeah. No. Well, I, we did. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. No, I mean the ending credits uh, of that that we played Pearl Jam as the intro because uh, that present tense song that they played at the end is one of my all-time favorite Pearl Jam songs, and um, and I've often thought listening to that song that it would be kind of the ultimate song to end something with, like because it just starts real low and then gets great with the highlights and then kicks out that last four or five minutes of it was just awesome with that song. Uh, so the music was cool. The highlights were cool. Uh, got a little Orlando magic in there, of course. So we always like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always like some good quality uh, Orlando magic. So after that, I, some of the complaints were that it was basically a, a 10 hour Michael Jordan promotional video. Well, yeah. Like, but it's, yeah. it's, I mean, what else? I mean, I think if you thought that was a promotional video, then you have to, it's, I don't think, I don't even think it's trying to be that. I think it's just like, this is, watch this guy be really great. And I think they honestly, like they brought up everything that would make him look bad and it didn't work. You know? Yeah, but they brought it up and then dismissed it pretty quickly. I mean, I don't know. know. I think that, yeah, but when it's Michael Jordan dismissing it, yeah, when they brought up the gambling and stuff, they were like, I think yeah. With, with anyone else, if you said, like, if I if LeBron had all these problems and LeBron was like, yeah, I, sorry, it wasn't that bad, I'd be like, okay, it was that bad. But it, it's Jordan, so I'm like, all right. But then I watched Jordan, you know, throughout the whole thing, just be better than everyone else. I'm like, well, it didn't matter. He was better than everyone else. But when they say, like, he lost $2 million in gambling, it's just like, yeah, because that's how competitive he is. Like, yeah. even his, even his, his, but even his bad things kind of add to the legend that they're talking about. Like, he punched Steve Kerr in the face. Yeah, because yeah. he's so intense. Yeah. So everybody's like, that makes him awesome that he's punching people. 
I mean, what do you want someone who doesn't care? <laughs> I don't want someone who thinks that the only way to lead a team is by right. punching people in the we face. We should make a, a documentary about Carl Anthony Towns. That's what we should do. He's not, but you know, you also have to think about the thing about Jordan in this. And the only thing I have with him is that he is a classic bully in that he knows who he can bully and who he can't. Right. I mean, he punched Will Purdue in the face. He, uh, he punched Steve Kerr, Scotty Burrell. He was after all the time, Oh gosh! <laughs> but I'm sure he was not going up to Charles Oakley and saying, you're loafing at Charles. Well, uh, Oakley was punch you in the face. What? Oakley was like his best friend. Right, but he wouldn't go if they were in the dream team. Mason. Oh, he would not have gone up yeah. to Anthony Mason and punched him in the face and gotten away yeah. with it. There's no way. I mean, like they made they put Scottie Pippen in a bat. I mean, like I didn't know Scottie Pippen held out like he did. And I mean, Jordan knew Scottie Pippen was you know second on that team. And I mean. It seems like with how harsh he was with like Scott Burrell, he really let Scottie Pippen get away with what he got away with. And Dennis Rodman too. Like he allowed Dennis Rodman. The fact that Michael Jordan went to Las Vegas, well, Scott went, went to Dennis Rodman's hotel room and position with Carmen Electra. And Dennis Rodman is one of the greatest defenders and rebounders of all time. They can you know, do stuff that might not always be acceptable. Like what is Scott Burrell contributing? That's the thing though. He was saying, I, well, it, it, it makes it, he's, he's awesome. He's great. It's not, uh, it's not uh, a problem, but I, I, I just think it was interesting. Yeah. Sure. All right. Next segment. We'll end it there. <laughs> What's next. What do we got? Uh, hold on. I have to pull this up. Do we have anything? Yeah, we've got challenge. Challenge! Hey, challenge! 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 So the challenge continues. I would say one of the best seasons we've had. What do you think, Paul, so far? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think that you started watching the cha- – we started watching the challenge together when you were about 10, I think. Really? Maybe. How long do you think you've been watching the challenge? I don't know. I, I, it's mostly the same people since I've been watching. But I would say the thing I always tell you about the challenge is that it can be a cautionary tale. Yeah. Right? That, that all of these people are not very smart. Uh, they're not very bright. They drink a little bit too much and they hook up with the wrong people. And I've always told you, and there let this be goes for like twenty years. And let, let this be a lesson to you: you should not aspire. Yeah, I'm not to like, any of these people. Let me go hop in a house with Ashley. You know, <laughs> but we still love them. Uh, so the last couple of episodes have been dominated by the Zach and uh, Jenna drama. What do you think about that? That's it. Zach is. He's wilding, okay? Like, <laughs> right. He says she cheated on him, but they were on like a break, right? Right. So they were broken up. Right. So and he broke broke into her phone and went through her DMs. Yeah, like, hacked her phone. Yeah. 
And went through so you think two years ago. So you think he's in the wrong here? Yes. Yeah. Zach, you are on notice. But who are your favorites right now? So we just had uh, Tori get kicked out. She was probably one of the leading. I mean, she was the best girl. And now, like, you know, Jenny, it's pretty good. So Jenny is your favorite, uh, the girl from England with the really deformed lips. Yeah. Too many. Like, like her legs are huge. Yeah. And she just runs through people. So, so Jenny for the girls. What about the guys? Who do you think's the guys? But you know, anything physical, she dominates him. So Jenny, and what about the guys? Who who okay. what guys are you thinking? Unless unless we see something out of Fessy, who might be good, we haven't seen anything yet. And unless Wes like goes on a tear, I think Jordan is unstoppable. I really do. I think he, I think he's way over competitive, and I think he's just gonna get angry at people for no reason and whoop up on him in challenges. He is the Michael Jordan of the challenges here. Okay, who? Jordan. Jordan is the Jordan of the challenge. The challenge. He is the goat. You think, yeah. or he's on his way? I think he has the potential to be the goat. All right, so you hear it here first, Jordan and Jenny. All well, right. Also, do you hear about the stuff going on in Kansas City? No, what's going on in Kansas City? Okay, so Wes lives in Kansas City. Wes Bergman from The Challenge. Challenge. And Dee was visiting him because they're friends. Mm -hmm. And there's someone else there who I forgot their name that also is from The Challenge. Right. And so they all got quarantined together. Yeah, and since Dee got quarantined, she couldn't go back to Australia. So she's just in Kansas City with the other guy. And Kayla's there too. With her new boyfriend, that's not her old boyfriend or bear. Ooh, spoiler alert! <laughs> and there's other people there too. I can't. For, I don't remember all their. I think Devin's there. Mm-hmm. And they're doing. They're basically doing real world in a house, and you can buy it. Right. So this is a bunch of real world uh, like alumni. Yeah. Who are quarantined together, and they're creating their own real world content I, I doubt they're calling it real world because of mtv yeah. whatever but i think i think this is i'm starting to believe that wes is actually really smart oh man that's a big change for you <laughs> so are you uh are you thinking we should watch this for the show like we, is, we have to i i'm i'm dying to watch it i'm i'm i want to see how Devin is without johnny around <laughs> his whole personality is based around johnny right exactly all right, so challenge and whatever this new thing is, we will update you guys on it. All yeah. right, next thing, I know things. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. Ah, mm. uh, so, Paul, we are, I think, from the very beginning, we have always been a Marvel Universe podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We are Team Marvel. We haven't done any Avengers stuff lately. Uh, we need to uh, go back. We need to watch Iron Man, obviously, and start going through. Uh, but there's been some interesting uh, stuff going on in that other universe. What other universe are we talking about? What? Not the Marvel universe. The DC universe? The DC universe. What is your favorite DC universe movie? None of them. 
It gets <laughs> so I would say you're probably thinking that the DC universe is the lesser of the universes. Yeah. I mean, they probably yeah. have like the best superhero movie, but all the others suck. What best superhero movie? Dark Knight. Okay. So Dark Knight. Now that's, that's kind of like a yeah. phase one, a little different. So that's Dark Knight. Definitely different. You're right. But as far as Avengers goes, what was your feelings about uh, Justice League? Oh, uh, Justice League sucked. So, so it's interesting. Uh, the original director of Justice League was Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. and uh, he did the Man of Steel, and then he did uh, Batman versus Superman. Uh, what did you think of those movies? I think I've watched Man of Steel once, and I was mm-hmm. like ten, maybe. So I probably so, I don't know. He was in the middle of filming the Justice League and he had to go away because he had some family issues. Uh, so then jo- Josh Whedon took over yeah. and they came back and they did a couple of reshoots and stuff like that. But there's been this rumor that there is a Snyder cut out there. And there's been this sort of hashtag release the Snyder cut. And there's an alternate version of the movie that runs almost four hours long that has been rumored for a couple of years. And now they're coming out with it. Uh, HBO Max is doing a they're, – they're rolling out HBO Max, which is sort of like the Netflix for HBO. And one of the things that's going to be on there is they're going to show this alternate version, a darker version, a more expanded Flash, a more expanded Cyborg characters that were totally cut out of the original movie um and they're going to release the snyder cut i think i think there are fundamental problems with dc movies and i don't think it's going to solve it that what are the fundamental problems of dc movies they're boring and they don't know how to world build and they're too dark for their own good well what did you think of aquaman aquaman was their attempt at doing like an Ant-Man thing and it wasn't funny or quirky and I didn't like it. And what about Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's fine, I guess. It's <laughs> it's all right. Well, it's interesting. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, and then Jason Momoa, those two are the, probably the ones that have kind of led the charge on releasing the Snyder Cut because their parts in this other movie, I guess, are more expanded. Mm. So are you, would you watch it? Would you watch the Snyder Cut for four hours? No, I'm not watching any DC product for four hours. It's almost as long as The Irishman. I think it's a little bit longer than The Irishman. I still haven't seen The Irishman. So. <laughs> you got that. All that. right. So last thing, let's do SNL. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live... In a van down by the river. <laughs> All right. Good job, Gil. Yeah. So we have finished up probably one of the strangest SNL seasons uh, ever. Uh, just Very recently. Um, what are your thoughts of some of the at-home episodes that we've seen? Um, they're, all, they're not that good. Yeah. They're not that good. It's been interesting to see them try to do this at home. Uh, you know, part of a live audience, a live thing is the audience. And so not having an audience to react to the material has been interesting. Uh, 
I don't think it's at all. I just don't think there's much to to be done in that format, you know? Right. But they they were it's just the stuff made at home will always be better done by people who are like on TikTok or on whatever and just using their phone. Because uh, I I think people I think like the SNL people are used to doing such a high concept that like it's not funny when you don't have like a high production value. Right. So the younger people doing TikToks and all of that have kind of mastered that medium and it's hard for this these people to come in and basically do an hour and a half of TikToks. It's just like even when like I have like like my favorite comedians that like do YouTube stuff, uh like even when they when they do sketches and they're just sitting at home doing a sketch, it's hard for me to watch. And I think they're better at it than uh um, as snow people, because they got their start on like Vine and stuff, you know? Right. So I think they'll always be better at doing home stuff. And he, I don't know. It's just anything that passes like 30 seconds made in like your bedroom is just hard for me to watch. Yeah. So you're hoping that next year they bring it back. Yeah. All right. So there's site Vulture compiled uh, the screen time of all of the people in the SNL cast. Oh, boy. And so they have put it out of who uh, who has the most screen time. So do you want to hear who has the most or do you want to hear who has the least? Well, we know who has the least. Who? Uh, maybe not the least, but she's going to be down there. Uh, Melissa Villasenor? Uh, she is not the least. Uh, the least is actually Colin Jost. Oh, well, that makes sense. Because he's only on the update, really. Yeah. But he's like the star of his own segment, right? But the the way they the way they say it is how many skits are you in is one way, and then how many uh, how many jokes are you a part of and all of that. So actually, oh, wait, hold on. Time you're on screen. Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. Michael Shea is actually the least at two point seven. Yeah, I feel like I don't. Wouldn't they be the two least? Is Colin somehow higher than someone else? Pete Davidson is because he missed like the first four episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Colin Jost gets a bump because he's with uh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Melissa Villasenor is 3.4%. Yeah. And then Colin Jost. So there you go. So is the most going to be like Mikey Day for some reason? Uh, okay. So okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. hold on. Just do it. Go, go ahead, do all of it. Like, do it in order. I'm ready. Do it all? Goodness, this is Leave a lot of films. Worst. All right, Chloe Feynman. Who is that? Who's actually done. She's the one who's been doing, she did the... Uh, did she do the Timothy Chalamet one? Yeah. She's really good at the home stuff. I think she's more of a TikTok kind of person. I mean, she's definitely, like, younger, so I think she would get it more. Yeah. Yeah. Bowen Yang. He's not on there a lot. Ego Nuadem. She's not, but these are all the people who are like featuring, you know, Alex Moffat. No way. He's on like all the time. He's at 5%. Kyle Mooney, 5%. Should be way higher. Kyle Mooney's the best. Chris Red, 5%. He should be higher. He's pretty good. Heidi Gardner is 6%. Mm. Yeah. My boy, Mikey Day, 6.7%. I feel like it's Mikey and Alex all the time. How are they not like a hundred percent? They always get like at least two sketches. 
but also they're very good at being uh, kind of guy in the background, like best friend player. That that's they're they're good at that. Sicily Strong. The only good thing that Mikey Day has like ever done is when they were doing like a cyberbullying thing, and he was sitting in the background looking like Bart Simpson. And people were like, and he, if you were like, and they called me fat, and they called me a slur, and they called me Bart Simpson. And <laughs> he looked much like Bart Simpson. That's the only funny thing I've ever seen him do. I, I, eighty Bryant, eighty Bryant, seven yeah. percent. Beck Bennett, seven point two percent. He's in a lot. He's not yeah. really like the main guy anymore, though. Yeah, but he also has done like he's been Mike Pence. So he gets like it's yeah. always good to be the nominee or like like the impression of something. Keenan Thompson, seven point two percent. Yeah, and then the number one cast member is eight point one percent is Katie McKinnon. Well, yeah, she's like the Katie big star probably. Yeah, but the most screen time is dedicated to who you think nine point eight percent, almost ten percent total goes to a large group of people. Oh, the band? No. What? It's um, the audience? No. It's a large group of people? It's a whole bunch of different people all lumped in together. <sighs> the people. It's the who... cameos. Oh, right. Those are the worst. <laughs> so you have Woody Harrelson, John Mulaney, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Maya Rudolph has been on there a few times. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. God, he's Alec Baldwin. He sucks. Trump. So that's what would you say that the regular cast doesn't get a chance to do what they can do because of those cameos? Do you think that's a problem? Yeah. Also, like it doesn't need to happen. Like it's better when it's like okay. Well, first I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say that, and then after I say this, the old guy who played the other guy who played Trump was way better. He was miles better. Daryl Hammond. I I don't know what his name is. He was way better. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was good. Alec Baldwin sucks. He's the worst. <laughs> and then so the thing it should be like at most like once every two episodes there's a cameo and it should be like very very thought out because now every week i have to skip through the first uh thing for sketch because i don't want to watch alec baldwin interact with like ben stiller for the third time right no problem with ben stiller or really alec baldwin it's just at this every week it's Alec Baldwin talking to the same collection of characters and usually Kate McKinnon as uh, whatever his name is. Yeah. Jeff Sessions. Right. right. Or Elizabeth Warren. She's Elizabeth Warren. A lot. Elizabeth, I, I just don't care. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And it's way funnier when they do something that's very like, it's just a bunch of people sitting in the living room and then someone starts, says something that's really like crazy. Yeah. Those are always the best ones. It's never the political ones. The, right. the political ones haven't been good since they did the Republican debates in 2016. Those were good. And then everything that, else has, they're terrible. They're terrible. I'm so angry. <laughs> All right. We've got beef with Saturday Night Live. Lauren Michaels, let us know what we can do. We can dig it. All right. That's it, Paul. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. Okay, guys. That's our show. We will be... Uh, Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. Make sure you see us on Facebook, on Twitter, write a review, all that stuff. We're the Dad and I. We'll see you next time. Dad and I is an OAM Network production. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and the OAMnetwork.com. Hosted by Josh and Paul Campbell. Produced by Gilworth. Logo and design by the OAM Network.
The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast.